Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Welcome to the Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast. Ko waio, ko kititao taku mama, ko ngati poro me ngapuhi oku iwi, kititao taku papa, ko noku nonu toku lao toku iwi. Noa wanyamata ho, ko Italiana amato toku ingwa. Kia ora everyone. I'm Italiana. I am from the Wanyamata Ward in the Wellington State. I am currently the Relief Society President of the Wanyamata Ward. I am a public health advisor for Te Whatu Order and served a mission in the Micronesia Guam mission. I served in the islands of Guam and Pompeii. And today we uh, have a special guest, Amukura, who will uh, introduce herself. Kia ora everyone, my name is Amokura. Um, I'm also living in Wainuiomata, but I moved here from Hamilton. Almost a year ago I finished my mission, serving in the New Zealand Wellington Mission. Hey, and it's lovely to have you back here in Wellington. Uh, and for those that don't know, Amokura, her cousin married my sister. So that's one of our connections that we have here. And we're so excited to have Amokura in our ward. Already she's been a great help <laughs> to share the young single adults programs. It's been great. So today, this podcast, the topic is uh, about losing a loved one. I know that grief accompanying the loss of a loved one is inevitable as death itself. Mourning is a painful process, but relying on God can help you get through it. And so Amakura will share a bit about, about her experience with the loss of the loved one. Yeah, so uh, I think I was asked uh, for this podcast uh, because a few years ago I had the experience of farewelling my mother. Yeah, that was in about 2020. Life had just gone as usual prior to that. And then one fateful day in January, my mum told me I'm sick. And then I'm sick became I'm terminally ill. And then it became reshaping our life for the next nine months until she peacefully passed away in October of that year. It was a really interesting time. It was really sad for the world. It was a uh, unprecedented time as we all experienced COVID. But, but for me, it was really poignant and it taught me a lot, uh, both about my relationship with my mum, but also my relationship with Heavenly Father. Mm, wow. What an experience. It must have been tough, yeah, especially going through that time of COVID. And, yeah, it was really tough for everyone. Uh, yeah, oh, shucks. Uh, from that experience with the loss of your mum, uh, what did you learn about the Lord from from that? Well, I feel like every day I was learning lessons from Heavenly Father. Sometimes there are lessons on, oh, yeah, that would be good. And sometimes there are lessons on, okay, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I I think about that time though, it was a big time of spiritual growth for me and I think about it in kind of three phases. First phase was the time before finding out that my mum was sick and the spiritual promptings that I'd been led to in that time. 
Um, middle phase was knowing my mum's sick and looking after her for nine months. And then the kind of spiritual suckering I had from the saviour in that time. And then the time after her passing away, which was a time of peace. And in each of those different phases, I learned different lessons. Wow. So what what's some of those lessons in, in the, perhaps the first phase that you talked about? Yeah, so before I knew my mum was sick, it was an interesting time because I was just finishing my university courses mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Well, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I'd been studying law. I thought I was going to go and be a graduate and earn money and have fun. That's kind of the, the direction I thought my life was going to take. I wasn't 100% sure. And so I had this prompting to get a blessing from one of my friends. And that blessing was really interesting because in that blessing, a friend uh, was guided to say that I needed to just kind of hold off on making big plans, take a restful approach because I've just finished my studies and that very clear markers would be put in place. Now for me, that was really interesting. I thought, hmm, am I going to win the lotto? Not that I do the lotto, but hmm, is this going to be the time where I'm just going to have some amazing job offer that's going to be unlike anything else? Unfortunately, it wasn't as joyous as what I thought it would be. It was, hmm, your mum's really sick. Time to drop what you're doing, move back to Hamilton and change your life. And then, hmm, COVID hits. There's nowhere else to go and nothing else to do that's more important. Um, That was kind of a little experience where Heavenly Father taught me that things happen in his timing and that we need to submit our will to his and also reach out to him when we seek direction in our lives. Yes, that was one of my lessons from my first phase. Wow, that's really beautiful. I love how you was given a a blessing and what wonderful blessings and promises were made uh, to you or for you and and to have that trust in the Lord through those blessings. And, and did you say that was th- through a friend or a friend advised you to take a blessing or was that? Uh... No, I just, I felt this problem oh, to yeah. ask this friend. Oh, right. And so I asked my friend and then he gave me this blessing. He wasn't expecting mm-hmm. much. I wasn't expecting much. Both of us were sitting after that blessing feeling a bit stumped, like, yeah. what does that mean? Oh. But a few months later, that blessing gave me further of a testimony that Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need when we need it to just help us to step forward. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that experience. What were some other things that you learned from the other phases that you shared? So in my second phase, which was when I was looking after my mum and it was COVID and it was pretty like dire Uh, days got boring but also you know it's the most important time that we'd ever share together Mm -hmm. because it was the only time that we'd be able to continue to share together and something that I thought would be really helpful for me personally was to seek further revelation through scriptures Mm -hmm. and through listening to the prophets and so every day I'd carve out like an hour while I was preparing food or doing kind of stuff to support my mum to listen to talks. Mm. And in that time, I felt like I was being personally tutored by the prophets. One cool experience I had was as I was just reading through the scriptures a few months on, I had this like revelation moment where I just thought, Okay, this happened to the Nephites and that's why this might be happening to me. 
And so the scripture that I read while I was just doing daily studies was Helaman 6.35, and it says, And thus we see that the Spirit of the Lord began to withdraw from the Nephites because of the wickedness and the hardness of their hearts. And that might seem like a bit of a random scripture to associate with my experiences, but I'll just read on from my little entry that I made that day. So something that I came to realize was that in order for us to have the spirit of the Lord within our hearts, we need to have softened hearts. Mm. Sometimes willingness to accept the necessity of humility is not enough. So we might think, oh yeah, I know I need to be humble. Sometimes Heavenly Father uses trials to soften our hearts in ways that would by no other means be performed. That's definitely been the case over the past few months, I noted. I've had sorrow in ways that were previously unimaginable, yet I knew that if I didn't have those feelings, I wouldn't know how to love as much as I learned to in that time. So, you know, those small little insights that I had through that period of time, they really strengthened me and they also made me and my mum's time and my dad, my dad was around, but it made our time more precious because we all started to have this coming of the spirit pouring through our lives and also stopping us from, I don't know, falling track to worldly feelings that may have not allowed the spirit to dwell with us. At times like that, it's easy to feel discouraged. You can even feel bitter for things that you miss out on. Uh, one cool thing that I learned from my mom was when I would ask her, Mom, don't you feel like you're missing out? Don't you feel like you could have gone on a trip? Um, she had ultimate peace because she knew that Jesus loved her mm -hmm. and that she had all the experiences that she needed to have in her life. So that was another little lesson I learned in that time, maybe just simplifying that one. The scriptures can teach us no matter what phase in our life we're at. Beautiful. So would you say that the scriptures, listening to the words of the prophet, has helped you in times of that loss of your mom? Absolutely. I think there were times where I feel like I wouldn't be able to even keep my head above ground if I wasn't listening to the words of the prophets and hearing that divine eternal perspective. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So what difference has a knowledge of the plan of salvation made in your life? And so I remember you said that your mom passed away before you went on your mission. Is that correct? Yeah. How did your knowledge of the plan of salvation made in your life and also as you said? Mm. I think my knowledge of the plan of salvation acted as an anchor in those times. Mm. I put my hand out to all those that care for loved ones in extended periods of time because it's so hard to keep the faith. But for me, when I think about the plan of salvation, it's something that I've always felt really deep in my heart, but it wasn't until the moment where I'm faced with the reality that my mum's going to pass away mm. where it really felt like that knowledge was an anchor because I know that if I didn't have such a strong testimony by that point of the plan of salvation I would have really really struggled emotionally mm -hmm. it was really interesting because um, something I remember feeling I wasn't there when my mom passed away but right after she passed away I walked into the room and something that I wrote down in my little journal was at her passing I surprisingly wasn't overwhelmed with grief but instead felt relief comfort and hope Relief because I knew that it hadn't been physically easy for her. Comfort because I knew that she hadn't just gone away forever. Mm -hmm. I knew that she was 
going to be engaged in the errand of angels, boosting it around, doing things to help <laughs> Heavenly Father's work. Mm-hmm. And hope, because I knew that she lived a good life to her very end, and I also could do so and see her again. So that plan of salvation knowledge transformed a moment that could have been like inextricably sad to one that was one filled with peace, hope, and love. I couldn't imagine, yeah, what what been through and losing a parent. I had a friend recently lose her father, and I've had some cousins lose their mum, and another set of cousins lose their father. So I just couldn't imagine what they're going through and just the struggles that they are going through at this time. So I just wanted to ask from a friend or a cousin's point of view or anyone who has a relation that has gone through grief or going through grief, like how could I support them? I feel like I struggled to support them through their grief. What could I do as a friend or a cousin or whoever it may be. Yeah, I think that's a question that we always ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Even as someone who experienced a parent passing away, it's still hard to know exactly how to be a good friend for a friend that mm-hmm. goes through exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that one thing that I really appreciated in my time was when people reached out to me, but they didn't kind of push me to need to do anything. I think just being there for people and supporting them and loving them, even if that's just like a Facebook comment on a post, it shows people a lot of support and love. Mm. I think for some friends, we know that they would prefer to see us in person or they would prefer to have some sort of response. I don't know. With one of my friends, I know she'd probably just like to go for a feet. It's always up to the individual, but I think just reaching out in genuine love, like not a sense of obligation, because I kind of feel like when you reach out in love, even if it's just to say love you, people feel that. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. That helps so much as, as a friend or a family member. I feel like you've got to do a lot or feel quite helpless, but... I think you're right. It's just doing those simple acts of love and genuine. And I guess it's different for everyone. Like you said, some might want to feed or someone might just want a phone call. Or Yes, it's different for everyone, I guess. Can I just say one more thing with it? I was just thinking about though, sometimes we might feel like we fall short in supporting Mm -hmm. our friends. But one thing that I think is really important is not to beat yourself up. Mm. We're not some sort of perfect (laughs) (laughs) co-mourner. We get things wrong and friends can see that, you know. Friends can see that maybe it was a bit awkward for someone to send a message. Maybe people don't understand what it feels like to be grieving. Mm. So I think be kind to yourself is a big one too. Even though you may just be a friend of someone you didn't whose relative you didn't really know yeah do what you can but also still be kind to yourself nice thanks i'll put that in the bag <laughs> but i think yeah it's like our covenants is really purely just to mourn with those that mourn not you know jump over hoops do this do that it really is purely to mourn with them so thank you for that and preparing for the pending death of a loved one what can be done to help the loved one and those of your whānau around you prepare for the pending losses, like with your mum? 
So I think there's kind of things from a practical perspective, but then things from emotional also. Right. So practically, I think it's really good to start getting your affairs in order as mm. soon as you kind of, if you if you haven't noticed that someone's going to pass away, then started to get things sorted, learn their intentions, mm. have the formal chats way before the time when they're due to pass away. If that mm. like that might yeah, sound a bit sensitive, but for my mum, we knew it was nine months. In month two, we've already contacted the lawyers, yeah. uh, like the whānau, let everyone know that we think should know, and we've already had those kind of comms. For me, a big thing was learning exactly what mum wanted mm. in her funeral processions. Because yeah. yeah. even though it might seem like a small thing, um, it's just one way to make it easier for the wider whānau. We also even got our little plot at the cemetery Uh, so that could be ready but yeah practical stuff it is really hard to do I I think it's both mentally and emotionally draining Mm. but it's way easier to do months in advance than in a rush for two weeks before the event not that yeah not that that can't be special too but emotionally a really cool piece of advice that I got from someone who went through a similar experience to me was just to take videos Take as many photos as you can. For me, I took that one step further and started taking voice recordings of my mum talking about her life. Oh, that. Um, I could have this little perspective. My mum also took upon herself to write little notes here and there where she could. Mm-hmm. And those are real treasures and tonga to me now. So I think, yeah, having everything you want to say being said while they're able to hear or anything they want to say, that's really important because then you don't live with regrets. And... Mm-hmm. For her, she wouldn't have felt regrets. Uh, for me, if I hadn't said or heard what I wanted to hear, I might have. This might have been a very different kind of perspective on my part. So you yeah, have the chats you need to have. Maybe even reconcile with the people you need to reconcile with. Forgive those you need to forgive. <clears throat> love those who you still need to love. You know, all those things. Yeah, I think it's so important, like you said, to prepare even now as a young adult. I had an auntie that just recently passed away and she passed away pretty quickly and her whanau and that were trying to prepare as much as they could. And, and it was tough to hear them talking about her tangi. And although she was still alive, but it was just really a hard thing to accept. But as even as a really society president, Another sister passed away just a few years ago and the Relief Society prison at the time told Bano to um, make sure you have a spare temple clothing and all of that. Even spiritually prepare yourself, have a temple recommend. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important to, to have. And another auntie passed away at her old age and she had a temple recommend interview even at the hospital because it was something very important to her and she was able to have and it was just a beautiful testimony to us that just of her faith and so yeah to prepare all of those things is so important and prepare now yeah that's right thank you so do you have any other kōrero any other words or advice or counsel that you have for those that might be listening Just one thing I want to say is that sometimes when these really sad events uh, take place or 
like a period of time takes place. We may have a role of someone who has to take up some sort of mantle in the household, mm. which was the case for me. It was kind of like, yep, yeah. now you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing it, like all that stuff to yes. look after your mom. And for me, I found it really hard to hold on to being sad because I just thought that's not productive. Which sounds terrible, but I was in a very high, let's get things done, uh, state of mind. One thing that I really love that President Nelson said in his uh, talk entitled Doors of Death was that mourning is one of the deepest expressions of pure love. The only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. So when we think about our whanau who pass, taking time to feel the sorrow is... Uh, really important or not something to push away yeah yes uh, to express yourself and that everyone deals and copes with uh, loss differently but it's so important like you said to express yourself and in that grieving process just wanted to share um, just a little something from the coming to christ website how can i cope with the loss of a loved one says the pain of grief is real but so is the peace that comes from God if you are coping with the loss of a loved one surround yourself with every resource for support and peace through prayer scripture study and the support of loved ones you can find real hope and comfort and so that was some of the things that you mentioned and and how you've uh, dealt with grief and continue to as it as it takes time and so thank you so much Amakura, for sharing beautiful experiences that you've had uh, and especially about your mom and the, your whanau and for the things that you've gone through and just the strength that you are to many and as you continue to serve those around you with a willing heart and a smile on your face. Uh, we're just so grateful for your efforts and yeah for those who are listening hope that you've uh, been able to learn something and that will be helpful to you. Uh, so yeah, ka kite. Yeah, thanks, bye bye, ka kite. <laughs> Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enrol in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.